Welcome in, everyone. Hope everyone's having a uh, fantastic Monday. Um, it's been a, it's been an odd one for all of us. I would like to say. I mean, we we wake up, we go outside, and it's snowing after that crazy storm yesterday. After it was sunny and hot and yeah. cloudy and windy and then yeah, rainy it's... and then more windy. We got all the seasons this week. <laughs> yeah, we did. No, in one day. It's supposed to be like six, one day. It's supposed to be like sixty tomorrow. I hope I don't get sick. Oh god, that's what I'm nervous about. I got about. rained on walking my dog yesterday. We went for three no, laps man. And uh, around the neighborhood, three laps around the neighborhood, and uh, I just didn't end well. There was a tornado. I'm like, come on, buddy, we gotta run. <laughs> I was in my work clothes from the um, the Bernie Sanders um, rally, um, and so I was just a little, a little crazy. Yeah, a little windy over there. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Bernie Sanders and everything, but because uh, I know that's what you guys did this weekend, yeah. and, obviously, yeah. and obviously we'll jump into that. But how's everyone's weekend other than that? How how's everything? I had a wonderful weekend. I hung out with our news editor, Alyssa Weston, and we took my sister up to a 90s bar crawl. I DD'd for her. And so Alyssa and I got a pedicure. We went to a, like Little Italy in Cleveland, and it, it was like a little date. We had a great date weekend. A 90s bar, bar crawl? Yeah. What, what makes it 90s? I'm just um, wondering. You dress up like dress 90s. Up like 90s oh. and they play 90s yeah. okay. music. Right. My sister dressed up as Cher from Clueless, yes, which Morgan girl. dressed up as that for Halloween last year. Listen, all of my costumes are iconic. Um, <laughs> let's just, I win Halloween every year. Yeah, you my take, sister you, looked great, though. You take uh, Halloween very seriously. I do. It's my favorite holiday. I don't like my, like my birthday's okay. Christmas, eh, Easter, eh, but Halloween Mm-hmm. You hang your hat on that. I, I love, love Halloween too. I love it. I love my costume you just this year. Get oh together my gosh! With friends, you get to be silly or you know be re- like put stuff in a, your costume and show what you yeah. like. You know, you get to be and, creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then obviously, Brent. What What about you? What How? about my weekend? Yeah. yeah. What did I What did I do this weekend? Um, so on f- Saturday, I called the doubleheader for softball. Really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, shout out to Dom Joseph, my guy. Um, you know, I had a lot, actually like a lot of fun calling the games. I've never called softball before in my life, but uh, it was enjoyable. I I, I like that. And then uh, came home, gave my little brother a bath. Then Aww. on, yeah, Aww, what a good brother. I do I do what I can. Um, I taught him a new word. Word. I taught him thorough because he hates baths. He hates baths. He's like, I don't want to take a bath. I'm like, we'll make it real quick, and it will be thorough. We're gonna get clean, and we're gonna do it fast. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, when we do something. Really well and correctly. Mm-hmm. Aww. So he's like, okay. He's like, we're going to take a thorough bath, my guess we are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How old your little brother? He is six. What a nugget. You yeah. know, sometimes I wish I had siblings, yeah, but the then I realize I would probably be a brat if I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I love him. We took it, I took him to go see Shazam this weekend, too. He loved that. I saw well, it was yesterday when to uh, when saw Shazam and got him an icy and some candy and then I give him back to my dad. I'm like, here you go, you can have them. Okay, you're a great <laughs> brother. Wow, Aww. wow. I, I do what I can, you know. So you're talking about the good of the weekend. What about what happened to you this morning? This morning has been absolute crap. It's been a crap weekend. I got up early, got a shower. I'm like, I have so much stuff I got to do this morning. Let me do it. So I go to I got the stone for about eight a.m. Right when it's like as soon as they open, I sat down. My laptop was like six percent. Char start and charge it. And I'm like, I'm typing up an email to send to like my internship lady, and uh, I'm like, what is that awful smell? It smells like like plastics burning. I look over, my laptop charger is like smoking right at where the car the cord goes from, like <laughs> like the energy converter thing. I'm like, well, fantastic. So I had to deal with that this morning. I had to I had a meeting at 9:30. Had class at 11, and uh, 
Best Buy opened at 10, so I'm like, I gotta do this quick. So. Do they have those chargers there? At Best Buy, they did. For I call... a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, way too much. What, what charger yeah. do you have? I have the 85W Mag something. Is it okay? It's a MagSafe, but what kind? Yeah, two. MagSafe two. Yeah, because I bought Is it like like mine. It's just like the... yours. Yeah, because I gave it. I let you borrow mine before. It's exactly For like that. For some reason, I don't, I don't know why, but like Best Buy didn't have that at the time when I when my dog chewed mine. Really? Yeah, and that's why mm. I had to like order it online and stuff because they didn't have it in stock in my store, hmm. and that's why I was like, oh. Which one? Where'd you go to? Boardman? No, I went to um, Niles. Ah, see, I went to Boardman. And that was like, oh. Well, that makes but me yeah, mad now. I spent I way too much on the charger. That's the Those only price you can find it for. Those chargers are so They're ninety dollars. I didn't pay, I didn't pay ninety. I you paid, paid like eighty five. It was that was with tax eighty five, but it's like re- ninety bucks. Re- retail was eighty, but yeah, like I Nin- guess ninety, 90 bucks. We're gonna round it. Yeah, make it make us feel worse about ourselves. Yep. This one time I <laughs> yeah, misplaced me, me my charger, <laughs> and I couldn't find it for months, so I bought a new charger, and uh, then it? I found it. Hey, but now you have a backup. Well, well, no, I don't because it was for my old MacBook that my uh, dog spilled tea on. Yeah, so I then I had that. to buy a new back MacBook, which was miserable. Mm. Those are expensive. So man, much money. You. So much money. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive get into, into some political news. Woo-woo. Nobody asked me how my weekend was. Oh, Morgan, Morgan, how was your weekend? Tell it me. It was great. Me. I worked every day. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's why. Okay, on other news. <laughs> yeah. So you guys did have a busy weekend because of the whole Bernie, San- Bernie Sanders thing, other than, you know, working at the uh, that good old Outback. So how did. Bernie Sanders go because it was at Lordstown of of all places the the high school. First, I want to get into the overall just logistics of this event, and then we'll dive into what happened at the event. That's that's fine. So first of all, I want to say this was the most unorganized event I've ever been to in my life. Welcome to Lordstown. Yep. It, no, no, it's no, no, not no, even no, Lordstown. It wasn't, wasn't no, then? it was Bernie's camp. Wow, was in charge of it. Yeah, and the eight um, um American I'm Federation totally of Teachers who yeah. was in, had a panel, and he kind of last minute threw Bernie in because he was on his way to a rally in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So he did. They just threw him in real quick um, to you know kind of talk to Lordstown um, residents. Originally, it was closed, and then they made it open to the public. And around, I want to say we counted like four hundred people, roughly, were there. Yeah, in attendance. About. So the whole town. <laughs> Stop. And um, I, I lived there for a just, year, so I'm. It was I, just I'm, crazy. <laughs> like usually, you know, any kind of press event, you have to contact like the press coordinator, and you know, get your press credentials ready for um, any kind of rally or that, and get pre-approved. Well, you know, I had Rachel contact. You know, we were trying to get a hold of Bernie's camp, um, and you know, try and get a con- get in contact with that the, his press secretary and try and get us credential uh, credentials. And what happened was. You know, we kept trying to contact them. Rachel emailed them, like, some, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And finally they answered, and they just said, you're all set. But usually they ask you, like, oh, who are you bringing? Like, what are their names? Yeah. Who are you guys I'll, with? Like, your none background info. Yeah, none of that. Oh. And so we we're just we show up, you know, and there's, there's a line around the school. That's fine. But it was not clearly labeled where the um, press entrance was because it was blocked by the line. So we were with like national media trying to figure out like where we're supposed to go for the press the press entrance. Finally, we figure it out. All while it's pouring down rain. Too. All while it's pouring down rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're all huddled underneath this little like gazebo tent. So finally, we make it with the national media into there, and we tr- try and check in. There's four of us: me, Alyssa, Tanner, and Rachel. And we go to check in, and like, oh, you're not on our list. And we're like, we, we literally got an email <laughs> yeah, the, from the, the woman lady. Emailed me and said, you're all, all good set. to go. Yeah. And I was like. 
Oh, and so like, oh, you're not on. So he had to go get his press guy for that event. And he's like, oh, you guys are like good to go. That's fine. Like you have your press credentials. Um, we'll just like get you signed in there. First of all, the guy spelled my name wrong. Oh, he spelled he? it Petrinelli. So P E T. Usually my name is spelled P E T R O N E L L I. He spelled it P E T R I N E L L I, and I was like. Hey, close enough. Yeah, yeah, but usually it's like Petra Nelly people do, but mm-hmm. I've never seen Petra Nelly. At least, at least it wasn't like Monica or something. <sighs> Monica, Megan, Stop, Luke. Shannon, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, Trestle. But, um, so then, you know, we finally get in there with all this chaos. There's so much media there. So much for a small event. Yeah. You know, for a very, like, last minute throw yeah. together. Ton of media. But it's, Ber- it's Bernie, though. It's, that's, he's, it that's is. Big, very that's true. Big it's time. Bernie, and it was in Lordstown. And it was which... in Lordstown. And, you know, we were shoved in the back of the auditorium for Lordstown, which is not for Lordstown High School, which was not very big. Um, and I think it's, they said it sits a max of 600 with, like, boat, because it used to be a planetarium. It was yeah. converted planetarium. And there's two pillars in the back that are covered up. And they're like, they seem and like they a wall. Spin. Well, apparently they can spin. And this one company, this one, like, press company, ran their line in between the floor. And that, like, little cylinder wall, not realizing that it moves. Uh-huh. And then, so somebody was trying to get more seating. So one of, I don't know, somebody from the event started to turn that wall. Me and Rachel were like, oh, my gosh. Like, why is the wall I moving? thought I was going crazy because yeah. I was leaning up against the wall because I was sitting <laughs> on the ledge there against the wall. And the, the wall starts moving. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And I thought I was going crazy. And then yeah. I lean against it again. And it really was freaking moving. So it was moving. And people were running their lines in between this crevice. And the, their lines for the, the press feed got ripped out for this one company. Wow. And they were so they were freaking out, running around like, oh, my God, like, stop the thing, blah, blah, blah. Crazy. Then another person dropped their camera, like a, like what was it, a video camera, Rachel? Yeah, I think it was a broadcast camera. Broadcast yeah, for camera. Like a TV camera. Cracked the lens. How oh, they, my God. They drop it in. I would have yeah. a heart yeah, attack geez. if that happened to me. Oh, it's so much money. And then, you know yeah. who showed up? Miss Caitlin Bennett, Kent State Gun Girl, and her boyfriend oh, and really? her little trope of little minions from, you know, um, what's it called? Infowars. Info and oh, they sit they don't start any trouble yet. They just sit down in the crowd. We say we're like, Oh my god, like that's Caitlin Bennett, you know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't say anything. Nobody no. said anything to her. No, actually. no, and she was just sitting down and you know, I think somebody pointed her out to like some security and they escorted her out. Yeah. Because I know she's going to start trouble. Yeah, that's what she will. does. Yeah. I mean, that's what she does. And she was, you know, getting all mad. And then... Yeah, she's Twitter famous for and that. And then but. Greg... Uh, how do you say his last name? I'm sorry. Grzowski, I yeah. think. So nice. He... Ex-Jambar person. Now he works at the um, Vindy. Yeah, he was the editor-in-chief of the mm-hmm. Jambar a few years mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. And, you know, he said, um, like, oh, like, thank the Lord or whatever. And she's like... Thank the Lord. Like, why are you supporting deportation? She said to him and, like, starts to film him. Because apparently they film everything and, like, they interview people. Yeah. And, like, that was so funny how she's like, hey, you support, why do you support deportation? I'm like, deportation? What do you mean? <laughs> That's not deportation. First of all, you are, you are for deep, you are supporting deportation. The only type of deportation was happening was her leaving the premises. That was. That's not deportation. That's, that's not even deportation. No, no, no. no. That's, that's just removal. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we saw her out in the, uh. In the parking lot, running around um, to like young people and like interviewing them and getting up all in their face with our camera, um, on their phone they're filming, and like she literally was like keeping doors open of cars that people were trying to get into yeah. to like 
like interview them. I'm like, oh my god, let them shut the door. You're you're literally harassing them. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I um on my way out, you guys didn't see, but on my way out, um, Caitlin was like at a car, like kind of like next to mine, like yeah. adjacent, like trying to like interview this person. So I was getting really annoyed because I hate her so much. Yeah. She's like, you know, whether you like guns or not, it's just her overall her approach. It's her approach because I have friends that are like oh, yeah. pro, you know, pro gun, you know, like Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. And they hate her. They're like, no, that is not who we, she does not represent us yeah. because she goes about it in the wrong way, which is 100% true. And she just gets me riled up. So anyway, I laid on my horn so she could not use her video, <laughs> and I drove out. <laughs> like, That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was funny because someone looked at me and goes, you see that curly hair? Is that Caitlin Bennett? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, so um, so, so we'll see. I'd l- I'm going to look up on InfoWars, see if I'm in that video looking at her. I know. I covered up my face because she was filming on the way out, and I was like, oh, my God, do not, I do not want to be on InfoWars. Nice. They're going to Photoshop my head and then claim I did a shooting or something because, you know, and they're, they're conspiracies over there. Yeah. So I want my face out. Um, but, yeah, it was a crazy day. It was super fun, though, but mm-hmm. uh, very, um, very chaotic to say the least. But, you know, the, the um, little event panel went well. Um, yeah. Bernie's a lot taller than I thought for <laughs> some he? reason. I I thought he to be like I thought he was just gonna be really short, but he's not. He's like six foot something. He's got how how tall is he? Somebody look it up. I have no idea. Do you, I'll what, look it up right now. Like policy wise, like what so, did he? Yeah, what did he, basically, they talk about? Um, the American Federation of Teachers hosted a panel that featured Sanders as a guest panelist, and they discussed the upcoming election and how Lordstown can come back after the closer closure of GM mm-hmm. and he joined um the AFT president Randy Weingarten um and basically this event kind of happened after a report that was made in partnership with the American Federations of Teachers called Hedge Papers Number 66 Hedge Funds Attack General Motors in American Jobs was created and basically um I haven't sifted through the report completely yet but it was basically just saying that hedge funds are kind of the reason that General Motors had to close down yeah. Nordstown. Um, and during this kind of town hall event, Sanders discussed both local and national issues, and he talked about education, school funding, local job loss because of GM, economic inequality, and then he also talked a lot about corporate greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually his main points he touches mm-hmm. on. Um, pretty much the panel is based on a report by the American Federation of Teacher Votes. Um, and it's about hedge fund people and how they led to the, um, you know, the closing of GM ultimately. Um, and it, that whole panel was focused on that report and they kind of just threw Bernie in there to, cause you know, he's very like an avid person to talk about, you know, getting rid of hedge fund, head fu- sorry, hedge funds. Um, you know, corporate greed and the one percent, the top one percent, and all that. Mm-hmm. And he said that it was just like a very, very important meeting to have right now because he said that it was that there was a horrific impact um, to the community due to the closure of GM. I mean, they talked about how families are displaced, and there were some people in the audience who actually asked questions to Sanders and said, you know, what it, what's going to happen to the children? who their parents have to leave yep. or families that are separated and the mother has to stay and the father has to leave or vice versa. And they really did focus on how this impacts children and families too, because sometimes that humanistic aspect isn't really talked about as much. 
and I, I thought it was a very, very good event. There were a lot of supporters there. Um, and then there also was a little Republican rally outside um, before. This really wasn't wasn't told a lot. People didn't really um, advertise this well. But um, basically, their UAW uh, Dave Green couldn't make it to the event. And then um, what else? Who who came from the Republican Party? Do you know Morgan? For the, um, the for the meeting earlier in the day, yep. um, I know it was um, Ruley. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Like Ruley brother Ruley, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, so um, state and local Republicans, including state chairwoman Jane Timken, um, Michael Ruley, and then Don Manning also came there. They had a press conference outside of the school just to talk about you know what Republicans are doing for gm and then their side too yeah um because you know that always happens when there's a rally or someone coming from an from an opposing party there's always going to be that other party holding a rally outside oh yeah there's always the kind of the the balance things out I mean, oh this, absolutely this is what they happen i mean even when joe biden was here we had the uh the red wave people over by the rock mm-hmm. yeah um, don just, manning was there too yeah just kind of mm-hmm. like you know sticking their flag in the ground saying hey we're here too mm-hmm. um it's not just their time to shine it's it's their time too yeah. So, other, so basically, other than the organization and everything, and how you guys almost didn't get in, um, it was a pretty good, a pretty good event, though. Oh, it it was a oh, very yeah. good event. Um, it was a good discussion, and I yeah. I thought it was nice that people were able to ask questions because a lot of the times when there's a rally with um with someone who's running for president, you don't get to ask questions; you just listen. Yeah, yeah. You they, know? they stand at a podium and they talk for. An hour, and then you everybody claps, and they go all their, mm-hmm. their separate ways. So the, exactly. the fact, yeah, the fact that the audience is able to kind of like you know have converse and have a actual discussion about the topics, uh, it, it really helps. Were there any like other than um, the gun girl? Was there any other members of the audience that like yeah that yes. freaked out really? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> um, there was one man. You know he he just claimed Bernie was a socialist. He was wearing um, a Make America Great Again hat, and he got escorted out um, as he was walking down the aisle yelling um but other than that there was there was nothing else there were no other protesters really yeah in the audience that i knew of that were vocal the size of the the audience was it kind of what you guys expected or was it a little little less you know i thought that obviously i didn't know how big the auditorium was in lordstown but i figured more people would be there honestly i figured the whole auditorium would have been packed but there were some empty seats was was lo- uh, local news there? Because I know. Oh, you- absolutely. Oh, yeah. Was d- uh, WKBN and everyone. KBN, FMJ, The Vindicator, cool. Business Journal. I'm sure was there. Um, I I don't know who else, but they, pretty much everybody who's anybody was there. Awesome. <laughs> um, so kind of a really important part of this whole thing is the fact that it was in Lordstown, and uh, kind of Morgan does have a kind of a a thesis on the whole Lordstown issue and kind of like if it being like a pawn in politics. So um. She's reading something, I think. I'm sorry. The, oh, no, I'm, I'm freaking okay. out because the um, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris is on fire right now. No and it's way. a huge no. fire, yeah. Wow. See? Wait. Isn't huge. that like the beautiful, beautiful yes. cathedral? Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Oh, see? Sorry. No, you're fine. Do they know how it caught fire? No. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's sad. Sorry, I'm like freaking out over that. Look. Oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's sad. yeah like the there top, are, yeah, the top part of the cathedral is on fire and you can see flames through coming through the um 
the roof and throughout the the cathedral and there's also a tons of smoke it's pretty it's engulfed in smoke. all the I traffic mean, on just... the street is like kind of stopped and looking at this i wonder how that started i hope it doesn't do too much damage and they put it out soon yeah. that's about like four minutes ago breaking wow Whoa. beyond um other news um but yeah we were, i was trying to segue towards lordstown yeah being a, a like a kind of like a pawn in the middle of like the political realm just because of just how everything's going over there right now yeah um so I kind of came to Rachel about this, and I kind of, you know, pitched her. I was like, hey, don't you kind of think how Lordstown and, you know, even the Youngstown area in general is becoming a political token for um, candidates, um, you know, and kind of becoming that um, token city of like, oh, you know, a city reduced to rubble that, you know, we can, uh, you know, bring up from the ashes and, you know, that can be the savior city and, you know, we can be the savior, blah, blah, blah. But, you know... And then when, you know, time comes for campaigns to end, you know, the city's left, you know, again to be forgotten, mm-hmm. you know, just like the 2016 election and, you know, how, you know, somebody, you know, we all know who yeah, so promised be- <laughs> jobs to not be, you know, shipped overseas. And, you know, I'm not saying that is that politician's fault. I yeah. mean, he did speak out against it, be like, hey, like, you shouldn't do this. You know, obviously, GM, CEO, Mary um, Barra. Obviously, that was her ultimate decision to ship those jobs over to Mexico. Um, but, you know, you also have to, I mean, there's only so much you can do. It is ultimately yeah. the business owner's um, agenda and decision to do those kind of things. Yeah. Even if you, you know, give them incentives and tax breaks, you know, to make more um, environmentally friendly cars like we have, you know. Um, that's the whole reason they got bailed out is because Obama um, ask them to make more envir- environmentally friendly um, and eco-friendly um, automobiles. Automobiles. Um, obviously, that is being those jobs are being shipped over. Um, all, and also, um, Chevy Cruze sales have declined. Obviously, the sale of Chevy Cruze in this area are high because of you know our yeah, vicinity. Supporting, yeah, supporting the, it's, yeah, it's, it's in our vicinity. But overall, apparently, they weren't selling goods, so they just shipped them off to um, another company. Not another company, another location yeah. in another country to be made. Um, so pretty much, you know, like we said, we've seen um, some candidates come here. Beto O'Rourke um, visited Lordstown after, um, you know, we lost those jobs, and he visited UAW um, uh, union president, um, David Green, um you know, made sure there was, like, media coverage. Um, also, um, what was it? And here's an article from NPR. Um, and it is published on March 19th, 2019. Yeah, so just politicians overall. I mean, it's just they- like, yeah, and then it said, In Ohio, Lordstown Mayor says it's been quiet since General Motors plant closed. Um, but pretty much, you know, we see time and time again and how these, you know, the, me- the national media and... Also, um, political candidates come here, you know, and promise things, and then they leave, and they don't really fulfill those promises, and they're kind of just, like, saying, like, oh, like, this is a token, you know, rural America, blue-collar working city, we're going to just go here, and, you know, we'll show, you know, the rest of the country that, you know, we support these people, you know, but they don't really visit, like, a lot of other places like this, or they, you know, they promise things, and they don't fulfill them, and also how... Even media coverage, you know, national media coverage, you can tell when somebody is not from a small town because they depict life in 
you know, rural America as this foreign world, you know, that, you know, barely exists and it's so alien to what they're normally used to, you know, like, oh, like we have run down neighborhoods. Like, yeah, it's almost, we wouldn't think twice like it, about it. Yeah. It's almost pictured as like a dystopian world. Yeah. Honestly, you know? like, like we barely exist and like dogs and like that's almost and... like news to them because, and they make it news, you know, because like, oh, this is what life's like in rural America. Like, okay, but like, listen, I, we get most people live in cities, but you know, people live in "quote unquote" flyover states, and there's nothing to be ashamed about that. No. You know, you know, I'm proud to be from rural America. You know, and you know, obviously there are some downfalls of living in you know a smaller town, but you know, obviously we're not that foreign. We're not you know some other world that you know functions completely differently from cities. You know, yeah, sometimes things are different here, but it's not like we should be made news just because of you know how we live and makes us seem like you know we're in a zoo and they're watching us you know like yeah we're some weirdos or whatever politicians have to come to ohio because it's like it's such an important state just politically with you know voting and everything because yeah Mm -hmm. other than that ohio is a flyover state people really don't come here to for anything besides columbus um cleveland and cincinnati that's really and and, and toledo and and toledo you know but besides those, I mean, we really, yeah. I mean, Young's, the rest hey, of it's rule. Yeah, you know what? Youngstown's important to me. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> important to me because, like, what happens? Politicians come here, they do their horse and pony show uh, just to get the people of Youngstown excited about that yep. certain candidate. Mm-hmm. Then they pack up shop and they do the same exact show in um, some other, you know, osh gosh, whatever city. Just just some random place that you know, needs a rally and get somebody to get some votes i mean it's what it comes down to mm-hmm. yeah and i know you were talking a little bit earlier about how politicians will say something and say that they're here for youngstown and they go back on their word yeah they're and, here for youngstown that day yeah yeah and i know bernie called out um donald trump for that and he said you know you said you were going to be here for gm and they asked you to come in january when they were talking about possible closures and layoffs and you didn't Trump show, didn't show up. Well, or he showed up to like a campaign like yeah. dinner like thirty miles away, but never showed up till you know when he had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And I but, guess there was one guy in the audience who asked Bernie a question, who said that he followed Trump um, throughout his whole campaign um, in twenty sixteen, and he asked him to come and try to do something for Lordstown, and allegedly this man just got ignored and kicked out of some of trump's rallies Hmm. yeah but you know also like even bernie visiting like are these going to be you know promises that are fulfilled or are we just going to be ignored again like always or is it just a ploy because we're not an economic you know um pulse house so we'll see but listen they won't do anything specifically for youngstown if they could do something that's like nationally to help in a coincidentally helps Youngstown out, they'll be like, ha see, we help Youngstown, but they're not going to go out their way to individually The problem nowadays with manufacturing jobs is that it's so expensive to manufacture in the United States due to unions, which, yep. you know, I'm for unionization because it, you know, comes out with better benefits for the workers, you know? Yeah, not, yeah it hurts not ta- corporate America, but listen, you get better guaranteed results for workers, you know, and this, that if the you... well-being of them is better, too. Yeah, yeah, and if you work out of union... You know, you have the possibility possibility of you know being easily fired, 
and, you know, not having those benefits guaranteed to you and, you know, having a contract negotiated more easily than if you were represented by a union. Yeah, because if you're an individual and something bad happens on you, you can get sued and but be done for the rest of your life. But it's a lot easier for people, for companies to hire people yeah. out of unions because it's less money, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It is. That's what it comes down to, like, the whole life, the well-being it's of... It's all about money. It really is. It's all about the Greens, all about the Benjamins in the words of uh, Notorious B.I.G. speaking of... Benjamins. Look at that segue. We are going to get into um, Tim Ryan's stances in financing. So I was doing some investigating for um, our um, editorial class. We were supposed to write a, uh, you know, either, what was it, Rachel? Uh, an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an endorsement. What a, else? Um, editorial about Easter. Or we were supposed a to tribute. write a tribute and or obituary for someone yeah, that, that I, I chose the endorsement of course. I did the obituary maybe. I did the obituary too <laughs> President Trestle you're great but I wrote an obituary for you I'm so sorry make him die it's so messed up um okay so again this isn't real yeah but I said he that he died from a stress-related heart attack oh no which is plausible yeah I mean he's got a stressful job makes sense um but yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, you're good. You're fine. But I guess, well, might as well. Or... Speaking of the Benjamins. Yeah, speaking let's of get the Benjamins. This. So I was doing some investigating. You know, I found some things that were very interesting. I mean, no, Tim Ryan is a self proclaimed moderate Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of his, um, you know, stances are going to be a little bit in the middle. Yeah, in the, in the middle of everything. Yeah, in the middle. So I was investigating, and um, I just want to give you guys some background on Tim Ryan, if you haven't, you know, because he is a local candidate, and, you yeah. know, we deserve to know more about um, a presidential cam- candidate that comes from this area. Yeah, even if you're not, even if this isn't, like, your party stance yeah. or anything, it's important to know people that are running from your area. Absolutely. So, um, about Tim, you know, he is the U.S. House Representative for the 13th District of Ohio. He is a Democratic candidate. Um, he was born July 16th, 1973 in Niles, Ohio, but he currently lives in Howland, which is where I resonate. Um, he has a wife, Andrea, and three children, um, and he is Chris- he is Catholic. Now, regarding education, um, he attended Dickinson School of Laws, International Law, um, JD, um, University of New Hampshire School of Law. Um, he got his bachelor's there in 2000, and... Um, and he studied political science at Bowling Green State University at ni- in 1995. Um, regarding political experience, um, you know, he has been a representative for Ohio as a 13th um, district representative since 2013 to now. Um, and he... Um, Pardon me. And he was a representative of the United States House of Representatives for District 17 for Ohio from 2003 to 2013. And he was also a senator for the Ohio State Senate from 2000 to 2002. Um, Now, in for his committee, what he's in for committees wise right now, um, he is a member of the Appropriations Committee in Congress, the Subcommittee on Defense, the Subcommittee, and he is the chair of the Subcommittee on Legislative in the Legislative Branch branch sorry and he's also a member of the subcommittee on military construction veteran affairs and related agencies um now what i found regarding that i didn't really know about um was some of the caucuses that he's on mm-hmm. um and these caucuses kind of um help with policy development um and all that jazz so he is co-chair of the addiction treatment and recovery caucus which you know great job because you know our area does a you know, suffer from opioid addiction, high yeah, levels, especially issue. Trumbull County. 
Um, he is a former member of the Budget Committee of the House of Representatives. Um, he is a co-founder slash co-chair of the Congressional Manufacturing Caucus. You know, so he does stand behind on that manufacturing clause that he's always, you know, preaching about. So yeah. it's good. Um, you know, he's also a member, which I found interesting, of the Congressional Pro-Life Caucus, which I did not know and I found very interesting. Um, because typically Democrats fall under the um, pro-choice you know, sector, yeah, oh yeah. but, you know, I guess that helps him fall into the more Republican um, side of things, Republican, more moderate side of things of pro-life. So I found that very interesting. Um, he is also a member of the Democratic Steering and Policy Committee and co-chair of the Military Mental Health Caucus and a former member of the sub Subcommittee on Transportation, Housing and Urban Development and related agencies in the United States House of Representatives. So, sorry. And then regarding religious, civic, and other membership, he is a member of the Ancient Order of Hi Hibernarians? Is that how you say it? I think so. That's how I, I want to say, yeah. We'll, we'll he is a that. former chair of the Earning by Learning, a, ma uh, a member of the Italian Fraternal Home, a member of the Niles Men Democratic Club, the trustee of the Young Black Men's Association, and president of Trumbull County Young Democrats from 1995 to 1998. And so most of it, now, this is some of his positions. Just briefly, we're going to go over. Um, right now he is, um, it says, that's so weird. On here it says, on um, votesmart.org, it says he is um, inferred um, pro-choice. But, I mean, I would go by his pro-life caucus. I'm saying he's pro-life. Yeah, because I would, there, there's if he's no a part way of, that's if right. He's, if he's a part of that there's group, no I would way. say. Um, yeah. In order to balance the budget, um, he does not support an increase in the income tax on any tax bracket. Um, and for campaign campaign finance, um, he does support the re regulation of indirect campaign contributions from corporations and unions. Uh, and in regards to education, he does support requiring states to adopt federal education standards. And for energy environment, he does support um, the government funding for the development of renewable energy and supports the federal regulation of greenhouse gas emissions. He also generally supports gun, co gun control legislation and is against the repealing of the 2010 Affordable Care Act. Um, and also in regards to immigration, he does not support the construction of a wall along the Mexican border, and he does not support requiring immigrants who are unlawfully uh, present to return to their country of origin before they're eligible for citizenship. And also, lastly, he does support the le legalization of marijuana for recreational purposes. Now, regarding, I just want to get a little bit quickly into um, campaign finance really quick before we move on to something else. That's fine. Um, the last report run on him, you know, this is not this current one, um, but this is in regards to his last um, U.S. House, House of Representatives campaign. Um, and this report came out on um, December 31st of 2018 by OpenSecrets.org, which, you know, everything has to be reported to them. Um, and he raised... From 2017 to 2018, for the campaign committee fundraising, he raised over $1.5 million, and he spent $1.6. So that leaves him with about 118000 with cash on hand. Um, instead of his top contributors between you know 2017 and 2018 was Simon Roofing with a total of $21,000, Berger Singerman PA um, with $18,000, Goodyear Tire and Rubber for, with $14,000, um, and Northrop 
Grumman with 12000 And some of the um, top industries that do donate to him are lawyers and law firms. You know, with his lawyer background and experience, that probably gets him a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And a total of that comes from a total of $100,000 um, is from lawyers and law firms. 28000 of that is from um, PACs, and, um, which, you know, if you guys don't know, uh, PACs are political action committees which kind of have, like, agendas of, like, who they support of, you know, what kind of legislation they're putting out there. So kind of like lobbyists and all that. Yeah. Um, and 79000 of that 100000 is from individuals. Also, real estate, transport, transportation unions, public sector unions, and building trade unions also support him. So a lot of unions are behind him. Um, so that, yeah. Yeah. So we shall see what uh, he, and, you know, because, you know, he kind of announced – after in like too late or after the fact um to report on first quarter earnings for um you know campaign financing for the 2020 presidential election um so we'll see when the second quarter comes around how much he has raised he has to get over um 65,000 sing- um individual unique donations from people um before he can be um submitted into the um as a candidate for the democratic debate um, in Miami, Florida. Yeah, hopefully from June 26th to June 27th. So we shall see. Absolutely. Hopefully, he gets the the money and is able to yeah. uh, be there with all the uh, the That'd big cool. heads and big wigs. That'd be, it would be hopefully, very. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you guys can cover it. Something would be really cool if oh you could get a. Uh... That would be very fun. That would be really fun. How, that'd be amazing if you could get those. Uh, get a ticket in. So you better tell. Get Tim, that press ooh, in. We'll tell Tim Ryan here to. Uh, you know, hurry up. Get that money. Come on, people. Worst, if worst case if scenario, worst case scenario, you register now and then decline it when it comes down to that time or still go regardless. I That's just always true. suggest people make the right decision and, you know, inform themselves and um, just kind of research who they're voting for and not just go off of who other people are oh, yeah. and kind of just who aligns with, you know, what your viewpoints are and what you believe in. And, you know, if you like somebody who doesn't take donations from super PACs. And is more on individual donations or somebody who is supported by the unions or, you know, somebody who is really advocating for a recreational marijuana user. You know, whatever, uh, you know, falls in line with your beliefs, I think you should go educate yourself on those candidates. There are a lot, but, you know, it doesn't take that long. You know, just look up a few things and just educate yourself and make an educated, well-based vote. And speaking of the upcoming presidential election, Mr. Um, Emerson polling found that Bernie Sanders leads the Democratic primary, followed by Joe Biden. Um, Bernie Sanders currently has 29% of national support, um, and this was between the dates of April 11th and April 14th that the poll was conducted. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because Joe Biden, who has not formally said he is running <laughs> right. for um, president, has 24% of the vote. That's crazy. He hasn't um, announced. Yeah, he hasn't announced his candidacy he yet. He hasn't even, like, hinted. Like, well, he ha- he's, like, a he's little had bit, some. But, like, but he's not as much as others. Because, you know, Pete Buttigieg just, you know, officially announced. And, you know, but he's yeah. very, like, I'm kind of running for president. Didn't, didn't he announce? He yes. announced it on Sunday. Yeah. And as of, you know, the 11th through the 14th, he has the third most support. That's so crazy. he has 9% support. And then Beto O'Rourke is after with 8%. Kamala Harris has 8% also. And then from there it goes down. Um, The next would be Elizabeth Warren with 7%. Tim Ryan has 1%. He does have 1%. Um, It's a start. Yeah. It's a start. (laughs) That's something. Hey, Cory Booker only has 2%. Which is surprising. Surprising for somebody who's very, like, kind of, like, considered a show horse in Mm -hmm. the political realm. 
you know, very, like, out there and always on TV. And, you know, he's part of the Judiciary Committee. So, you know, very, like, outspoken. So, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, because let's just say in a world where Biden doesn't, you know, declare candidacy, then will that support go to Sanders? What will happen? I don't know. Then then Sanders will truly be the front runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be the runaway. If, if everybody mean, jumps bored with uh, Bernie oh, yeah. after Biden officially, you know, says he's not running, mm-hmm. which I don't think I think he runs. He's just you know playing it cool right now, playing a joke cool. Playing it Joe cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what else has happened? Um, I know that we you were talking a little bit about campaign finances and things like that. Tr- the Trump campaign has mm-hmm. raised $30 million in its first quarter. Hmm. Interesting. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. Really? Well, he, he, he knows friends true. with deep pockets. And the committee already has $40.8 million in the bank for the 2020 wow. election, according to Politico. Um, wow. And that's of Sunday. That is kind of crazy. There might be a little bit more now. Um, has there been any, has there been any noise yet from any other Republicans that are deciding to run? I don't, not really know. No, really that's really what I feel. Well, I mean, I it like kind of looks much. like, especially somebody who's, you know, you have a president who, you know, is still eligible for another term. It looks bad on your party if you go against party lines and but they don't really like against, him anyways. Yeah. But if they look, if they run against him, then they don't look like a united front. And yeah, but, seem weaker. but they but they aren't. Yes, but you know they don't want you to think that still. Yeah, they still they want to show that they're unified. They want to show that the Republicans support each other, even if that's not the case. Listen, they want if, to put on a facade. If I know of all people, I know that they're broken apart. I'm pretty sure the majority of the country knows that they are also broken apart. They're not okay. really hiding anything. Well, they're they're still hiding. Um, <laughs> compared to some of the Democrats that have been raising money, um, it says in the first quarter. Bernie Sanders raised eighteen point two million dollars. Um, so wow. He 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 raised a significant amount more than Bernie. Um But you know what? Bernie's way ahead of everybody. Oh else. absolutely, absolutely. Way ahead. Because he has all the young voters like giving him a little bit of money here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. They he, he doesn't have the amount of people that are giving him money aren't giving him a lot of money. He just has a lot of people giving him money. Like the per capita yeah. and the per averages are are small, but the numbers of people are, are huge compared to other ones. I mean, the numbers of, of supporters are small, but the donation amounts are, are massive is what um, – from what I understand, from what I've heard, um, Bernie Sanders just has, has a lot more support and then just a little donations here and there goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how Beto is too. Yeah. Or Beto. I always Beto. say his freaking name wrong. I do too. Sorry. Well, I – <laughs> Ooh, sorry, it's, tired. A, it's a long God, Monday. Bless me. Um, I I kept saying Buttigieg, and I was like, "Ooh, that's wrong." <laughs> and I was like, "Is it Buttigieg? It's Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yes, I found that out this weekend. So now I've been saying it all the time. Buttigieg. 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 Just, just make sure it's in your head. Buttigieg. You just say Mayor Pete. <laughs> Mayor Pete. He does say yeah. Mayor Pete. Yeah. <laughs> um, this doesn't really have to do with anything with the presidential campaign, but but um, Lori Laughlin and her husband pled not guilty in the college admissions bribery scam, according Ooh. to Time magazine. Um, whoa. The couple is accused of paying $500,000 in bribes to get their daughters admitted to the University of Southern California as crew recruits, even though neither of them were rowers. Um, <laughs> I, was just, so, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't either. I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, the, the kids were taking pictures pretending that they were rowing. You know you don't row. 
Whatever. Like, it's like, if, what if you're one of the teammates? It's like, I heard about this awesome recruit we have. Where where, uh, where are they? And they just never show up. You see walking around campus with a crew shirt on. It's like, I'm a part of the team. It's like, part of the team. <laughs> no, um, you're not. Oh, um, goodness. So from what I've heard is, do you guys know how long um, Laughlin can face in prison? No. I've heard 40 years. I might be crazy. I don't think it's um, that much. Okay, so each of the charges... Laughlin and her husband face call for up to 20 years in prison, although first-time offenders would only get a small fraction of that if yeah. convicted. And they have money, so I'm sure they'll... Oh, exactly. You know... The rich do not go to prison. They no. don't. White-collar crimes just are never truly punished to the extent that they oh, should be. They'll, they'll be like, yeah, do, just a little yeah, slap can, on the wrist. Yeah. Oh, I could go on about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> Wish we could start. Yeah. We are running out of time. Oh. Well, maybe we can start with that next week. Yeah, maybe. Because well. yeah, it's like your marijuana charge can you know put you in life, we can put you in jail but, for a long time. But, but now there's corruption. You know, but you know, and now there's people in jail rotting for that. But now there's recreational and yeah. medicinal um, and there's still marijuana there. stores. So you know. Ugh. Hey, if if they can, if the government can make money out of weed, there will be weed everywhere. And they're, it's getting they there. It's getting to, I know, they're getting they there. They just can make more money off prisons. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're making it, exactly. They're making more money off prisons than off of weed. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we're, before we dive too deep into yeah, that, the I rabbit think we hole. had a great show. Yeah. yeah. Thank great. you guys for joining us. We had a pleasure talking to you guys all. Um, and as Brent would always say, journalism matters. Absolutely. Catch you guys in a bit. Uh, see you in like 10 minutes. We're going to have a very special guest on for Eagle Review. Um, the, the fastest hour of uh, show history. We're going to have Chad Zello in. Uh, make sure you check that out in uh, like 10 minutes or so. So don't forget, journalism matters. Catch you in 10.